0: Why do we worship? What is the point of worship and why should we worship? And then how should we worship? Amen. A lot of times we come to church and we don't, we know why we're here, but it's good to know and it's good to understand the, the purpose in it. Amen. I introduce you to a word. Remember that? Prosk, what? Proskuneo. And what does the word proskaneo mean? Oh Lord Jesus to what? To kneel like a dog licking his master's hands. Amen. Proscaneo, right? So we when we come into worship, we are eating from our master's hands, right? We are in a posture, we're in a place, and we are expressing, Amen, love and adoration for God. Now let me say this. Proscaneo is not just limited to the moment when the music is on. Lord have mercy. Proscaneo is going on while the preaching is being proclaimed. Uh, uh, are y'all hearing me? In other words, you're still in worship. Because, because watch this. You know, sometimes we treat the preaching portion as the quiet moment. Amen. I don't know where you... What, what you grew up around, but do you, how many used to go to church where they used to shout? Let me see all the shouting churches, right? And they used to shout for real, right? Like, why did they shout? Can you tell, can you tell me why they shouted? Oh, Lord, as a form of what? Worship. See, so, so if I say something, amen, if the Lord says something through the preacher, it's okay for you to say Amen, Pastor, Hallelujah, Amen, because that means that you're still in the in the mindset of what worship. Because now you're eating out of the what hands of God, Amen. So that's one aspect. Here's the other aspect of worship. You ready? Want to write this down? You're going to write this down when you. Come to give. Amen. When you give, it's a form or it's an act of what? Worship. Because you are returning to God, first of all, yourself. Come on, somebody. And then you are presenting to God a heart, amen, of what? Worship. That's why it's called worship giving y'all follow me amen so so I just want to let you know uh, go to Matthew 4 verse 9 and then we'll we'll, we'll pray now amen Aaliyah, give me some give me some on the mains uh, and so let's pray and and we'll get started father we thank you for your grace and mercy and we thank you for your love and we thank you for what you're about to do here in this church tonight this morning We pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We ask for the forgiveness of our sins. Whatever is on our hearts this morning, remove it so that we can receive a word from you. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will last forever. Amen. And thank God. Amen. All right. Go to Matthew. Not Matthews, because I hear a lot of people say that. Matthews. It's not Matthew's. It's what? Matthew. Matthew chapter four. Amen. And I want you we saw this, right? I I had we we touched on this. I just want to touch it again. Right? And I told you last week that, or week before that, I told you that Satan wants worship too. Did I tell you that? Look at verse nine. Somebody read it for me. Satan is after worship, y'all. Right? Verse 8, and again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of, of the world and their glory. Now, the reason I'm bringing you to this scripture, because the same word, proscaneo, the worship for God, is the same word, proscaneo, what the devil wants. Oh, come on. What the enemy wants is he wants the same thing that you would give to God. He wants you to change the object of your worship. Right? Uh yesterday at our men's conference, uh Reverend Alonzo talked about men fighting for their faith. And one of the things that he brought up is that the love of money can cause us to ruin our faith. Amen. Wander off and ruin our lives. And 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 that's a form of worship. Because you ready for this? What you love, you'll worship. Come on help me somebody. People say, "Oh, I just don't want to go to church." It's not that they just don't want to go to church. Amen. It's because they have a worship problem. Can I get an amen? They have a what kind of problem? Does this make it sense? Is this making sense? Now watch this. Watch this. I'm going to show you something, right? Read 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 for me. He says verse 9. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right there. Now, how did Jesus deal with... This is why I'm saying that we have to learn how to use the word of God. If you really understand how to use the word of God, Satan will flee from you. Matter of fact, Satan won't mess with you that much if you know how to use it. Amen. You can't just read it when you're down and out. It's... Listen... the word of God is is food, spiritual food, and a lot of us are we're really we're really starving. Matter of fact, you've been on a diet for a long time. I'm talking about the word, <laughs> Amen. You know what I mean? You listen. You need to put some meat on them bones spiritually. That is because <laughs> why? Now, watch this. Can you go a whole day without eating? Yeah, I can. How you How many of y'all could go a whole day without eating? All right. How about two days? How about three days? How about four days? How about a week? Now I'm messing with you. How about seven days? (laughs) Watch this. And watch this now. But we can go that long without eating any word. We can go that long without reading the word, without, you know, eating the word of God, getting into the word of God. Listen, and I believe that that's probably what's wrong with some of us. The reason why we have a disconnection or a disconnect is because we're starving spiritually and dying. When a person has no desire for God's presence. Come on, y'all. Then that that's that's a barra- that's an indicator that something else is wrong. I'll show you that here in a second. But watch what he says. He says, Jesus says, for it is what? Written. And what Jesus did here in verse 8 is he quoted an old testament passage. He quoted Deuteronomy 6. That's what he was quoting here. Whenever you see. Wait, wait, wait. Go verse. That's verse nine, right? Whenever you—that's verse ten. Whatever you see, it says it is written. If Jesus is using the scripture to back Satan off, come on, somebody to disrupt. You know what Satan wants to do this morning? He wants to disrupt your worship. Matter of fact, every Sunday he wants to disrupt your service. Amen. You ever notice (laughs) when you get up from the time you get up, amen, there's a struggle. There's a fight. There's something that doesn't go right. You know what I mean? And you went to bed early last night. Some of you didn't, but some of you did. Amen. Some of you did right. (laughs) Amen. But but there's always a struggle. And whenever you see a struggle for your worship, then that means you should press even harder. But what you have to do is you have to stand on the word of God. You say, Satan, it is written. Amen. I I am going to worship God today. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Come on, help me somebody. Amen. He says, you shall do what? You shall worship the Lord your God. And what? And serve him. There's a key word there. Only. And so the question becomes now, Amen. Do you have a dual commitment? Because you cannot worship God and worship the world at the same time. You can't try both of them at the same time. Are you with me? So proscaneo is what the enemy wants, but proskuneo is what God requires from all of us. And what we have to learn to do is we have to learn how to worship for real. Like like last week, man, the worship was intense. You know why the worship was so intense? And we had a little bit of time, right? Why? Because our hearts were locked in on worship, on who we were worshiping. Are you with me? That's why you got to be careful not to get distracted if you serve in ministry. You know what I mean? If you're ushering, if you're, you know, whatever you're doing, the media team and all this other stuff, you have to be careful that you're not, you're not missing out on the worship. Why you, you serving, tap your, clap your hands. You know what I mean? Lift your hands and praise. Amen. You you're not just here to work, you're here to worship. Are you following me? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Let, let me show you the reason why we shy away from worship amen go go to um go to Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 and look what it says it says I back up to verse seven. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew they were what naked so what they do? they became tailors, amen and seamstress, amen, first tailor in the Bible, amen, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. They heard the what the what. The sound of God. They heard the what? Of who? Right. In the what? And the man and his wife hid themselves from who? From what? From the what? From the presence of God. Now, what did they do? No, what did they do that caused them to hide themselves from God? Disobeyed, they sinned, and so oftentimes we're saying, "Well, I, I don't, I don't feel like coming to church." It's because of how we're living. Sin keeps you away from the presence of God. You, you're hiding. Now I'm not, t- I'm, what I'm saying is sin comes in a lot of different forms, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, you, 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 you live all week long cussing everybody out. Uh oh, did I say that? Live all week long thinking negative. Right, and then all of a sudden, you're like, "Well, shoot, why did go dying on church day?" But I believe that what keep what can I ask you something? Why would you even want to not be in the presence of God? But I learned from our from our parents. (laughs) Here's what I learned from our original parents. They were bad examples, man. Seriously, our original parents are bad examples. That when we hide from the presence of God and we won't worship, there's something else going on in your life. And if you don't deal with those things that's going on in your life, amen, then how can you freely worship him? How can you experience healing? How can you experience growth? How can you experience a life? Listen, you don't need a whole lot of things to be happy. You just need the presence of God. And watch this. And while in his presence, you will feel as if you have everything you need in this life. Are you with me? Our first parents hid from God after they disobeyed God. Now listen, we sin every day okay I'm not talking about that kind of stuff I'm talking about the stuff that hinders us that holds us down. why would I not be why would I not want to be in the presence of God? look what God says they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. what is man's solution? You know, to sin, hide. But when you come to Prosconeo, that's, that's when you say, Lord, I messed up this week. You know, I messed up. I messed up. Yes, I did. And I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden, Calvary comes in the picture. And the blood of Jesus Christ covers all your sins. And you're set free from it. Amen. And now you can freely worship. See? That's the key. Now watch this. What, 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 watch what he said. Then the Lord called the who? Being at his men's day. <laughs> all right, all right. The Lord called to the man. Now even though the, women, the woman messed up, it was her fault. Amen. She got seduced. She was listening to another voice. She wasn't listening to her husband. She was listening to another voice. Amen. She she was listening to another voice. And rather than applying what her husband had told her, and here's a, oh, matter of fact, let me just say this, by by the way. Listen, she was there. When God said, Don't do that. So it wasn't no transference of information. She was there. Amen. And and then Adam was supposed to reinforce it, but Adam figured, you know what? Baby done heard from God. So we we shouldn't have no problems. Yeah. Amen. I hear people say Adam should have taught. No, 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 you gotta read the text. It's in the Bible, right? Watch what he said. Watch it. Then the Lord called to the man. Why? Because he's responsible for how worship goes in his house. So I was telling the brothers yesterday, you're responsible, brothers, to dictate the mood, amen, and the mission about worship in the home. Come on. He says, uh, and said to him, where are you? Where are you? Where are you, Adam? He said, "Well, I heard the sound. Just remember, I said a couple of weeks back in one of my messages. I said there's always a move of God. There's a sound that precedes the move of God. The sound. Do you know what God? Do you know when He's in the house?" I tell you what, I tell you what, last week it was sterile up in here. You know, I, I believe that the, the, the atmosphere itself has to be pure. All right? Just imagine if we all came in here and confessed our sins. For real. We all messed up. Maybe you're feeling something for somebody or whatever the case may be, and you confess it this morning. you say, Lord, privately, you say, God, I'm I'm I'm, I'm forgive me. Forgive me for thinking like that. Forgive me for living like that, like this. And then all of a sudden we come together. What do you think will happen, y'all? Huh? We will experience the presence and the move of God, and by the time you walk out of here, things will change. Amen. I want to tell you something. Every time I look at her, man, I I want to worship. I'm looking at a miracle. See, we want to look everywhere else because it's not happening to us. But look, listen, you don't need a miracle as much as he needed a miracle. Ah, I just helped you right there. So when I look at her, man, I'm like, dang, man, that's a reminder to me of how real he is. Amen. And that's the reason to what? Lift our hands. Magnify our Lord. Give Him praise and adoration. Unless you're hiding. And if you're hiding something, you might as well come clean. Can I can I ask anybody? Can I ask somebody this? You be real honest. You ever notice when you were messing up how you didn't even think about you didn't want to come to church? You were hiding. Tell the truth now. Tell the truth now. You were hiding, wasn't you? you? You were a little shame, right? Even though nobody knew what you were doing. Even though nobody knew what you were doing, right? But you still felt shame. That should have given you an indicator that God is real. Because my question is, who are you really afraid of? See, watch this. He said, he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was what? Naked. Exposed. In other words, the veil has coming off, came off his eyes. And now watch this. All he sees is perversion. Why did they just cover the loin area? See what was innocent became perverted by sin, and that's why some people, when they come into church, right, they don't see worship. They're looking at your behind or something, you know, or they, you know, are they checking out a brother in the church? Like, yeah, he, he sure is fine. <laughs> come on, y'all! Come on, y'all! Come on! Now, now, listen. I tell people all the time: if y'all, if this, this generation wants truth, but you know what I believe about this generation? They really can't handle the truth because the truth hurts. Well, you want me to put it in a cute way? Okay. Right. I, I don't know how to do that because the truth is the truth. Seriously. So you come into worship, right? You can't worship God because with your eyes you're looking at, you're not looking at it as, man, I'm in the presence of God. I'm in church. You ever have some crazy thoughts in church? I had some on Friday night. I was in charge. Like man, I need to shake that stuff off. Y'all ain't, try- and that was the night of prayer. Okay, I'm put myself on the chopping block to help you. You know, but then when I went in my prayer closet that night, I said, "Lord, uh, now, nah, Lord, I wasn't thinking right. I don't even know where that came from." You got to catch yours. You got to catch yourself, because I'm to tell you something. If you don't catch yourself, you're gonna wreck yourself. Amen. Seriously, and then, and then look, and then what you came for, you would have never gotten it. You came for something today. How many of you came for something today? And what we're going to do is we're going to worship him, right? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, I hid myself, and he said, Who told you you were naked, bro? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? Look at verse 12. I like verse 12. The man said what? And he wasn't lying. He wasn't lying at all. He was telling the truth. Baby, can you imagine? I I don't think it was just he gave her and he ate. (laughs) Come on, baby, please. Come on. Try it. Come on, baby, try it. It ain't going to hurt. Come on now. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Y'all ain't trying. Come on, baby, he, he, listen, she didn't just give it to him and he ate. Come on, baby, come on, baby, come on, baby, try it. Amen. All right. Okay, another word for worship, (laughs) y'all ain't trying to hear. Another Greek word for worship is anio, A-I-N-E-O, anio, all right, in the Greek. This word is a little bit different than the word proskuneo. Proskuneo means kissing the hand of someone superior, right? Uh, The dog licking out of the master's hands. But an anio or neo, sometimes they call it anio or neo, anio. Anio. This word has the idea of praise, See, there's a difference between worship and what? Praise. Go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verse 13. So, so so Anio, the word is only it is only ever used of the praise of God. Watch this. It is the fruit. It's, it's, I'm sorry, it's first use of the heavenly host at the announcement of the birth of Jesus. So look look what the, look what it says. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of what? Doing what? Praising 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 who? And saying what? Huh? Uh, glory to God, and that's another another Old Testament passage. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth among men, with whom what? With whom he is what? See, see that? A- and, and look at this. So, so what we find here is that angels are praising at the birth of Jesus. You and I should be praising because of the death of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Because of the resurrection of Jesus. And as I told you, whenever you are absent from the presence of God, it's because you're what? From His what? Because I don't see nothing wrong with being in His presence. Amen. Now I know you have preferences. Come on, somebody. But here's the thing, there's nothing wrong with his what? With his presence. Because in God's presence is where you'll find everything you've been looking for in this life. But you and I have to learn how to praise him as the heavenly host has praised him. Go to Luke chapter 2, verse 20. Go to verse 20 now. And look what it says in verse 20, 19. But Mary treasured all these things in her heart. All these things, pondering them in her heart. The the shepherds went back glorifying and what? For all they had what? Ah, stop right there. I know you're talking about worship. I know we're talking about worship, right? We're talking about why we worship. But let me say this to you. Amen. We worship because of who He is. But can I ask you something? When you come to church, what do you see? What have you experienced? Amen. And, and can I tell you this? You know, I talked to you, I, t- I spoke to you before about the danger of worship. You see, Worship is about the heart. Worship is about your experience, you know. And the text says the shepherds went back, didn't what? Glorifying and praising, Anao, praising God for all that they had heard and seen. So that tells me something. Amen. Amen that when I come to worship, I should be prepared for an experience. Now, I know that they had seen Jesus. But can I ask you something? Have you experienced him? Amen. You know, two factors that marks uh, it, 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 let, let, let me show. Let me show. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. You ready? I want to show you something. Matthew, fifteen nine. Watch this. Back up for a minute. Back up to verse five. Read it for me. All right, so what Jesus was saying is that they they were changing the scripture because of their tradition. Watch this. A lot of us come to church out of tradition. You know, it's it's the it's what we've been doing all our lives. So it's it's it really ain't. It's just just what we do. We go to church. Why do you go to church? We just go to church. What you go to church for? I don't know. It's what we've been doing all our lives. Can I get an amen somewhere in the back down back there? Amen. Amen. Right? And so what Jesus was saying, y'all making up stuff because of your tradition. Watch the next verse. Watch the next verse. Read it for me. You what? Uh Uh-oh. And next week I'm going to deal with Isaiah's prophecy. Go ahead. Prophesy. About what? Of you, right? What did he say? With their what? With their what? Hold on a second now. Hold on a second now. Their lips are saying all the right things. You know, Satan is smooth, man. He'll talk you into stuff. What do you think happened to Eve? pair of lips. Man, that's why James said the tongue is a vicious poison. It's the smallest part of the members and it can light a fire so big. Amen. Watch this now. They thought they were honoring God, but but they were honoring because of their tradition with their lips. But their what? Can I tell you something? If your heart ain't here, if your heart is not into worship, and I'm not talking about your outward thing, you know, you you got your little two-step going on. I'm not talking about none of that. I ain't talking about none of that. I'm talking about your heart. You know what I like about contemporary worship in certain contexts? You will see people just lifting their hands. And just like 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 pouring out their hearts before God, you see what I'm saying? It's it's something about that that just it captivates me to see it. It really does. But I'm like, man, and it's not just like, oh, I got all these problems. So I'm no God. I'm just I'm just I'm I know you're here. I know you're real. Their heart is far away. So when you have a disconnect and a dissatisfaction in worship, your heart ain't here. Your feet and your body is here. But you're thinking about, man, did I cut the stove off? Man, I left that stuff in the oven, man. I got to shoot. I got, Man, I hope he hurry up. He talking too much. <laughs> Verse 9 says what? But in what? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. But in vain do they what? Not only do they worship in vain, but the, even the preacher is guilty of preaching in vain. Because he says what? Teaching as doctrines and precepts of what? Men. Men. We come in here t- talking about five steps to getting a business opportunity on Sunday morning. Really? And we ain't preaching the word. So the worshipers are wrong and the preachers wrong. But don't let your worship this morning be in vain.